What's up, Rams fans? Welcome back to Rams Showcase tonight. Rookie wide receiver Tutu Atwell screws up. Plus, a quick stat check leading into 2021. And later, projecting the Rams 2021 starters. Next on Rams Showcase. Welcome to Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio. What's going on, Rams fans? Welcome back to Rams Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. I am your host, Joe Brandon, but you can and should come and share with Joe back because I am laying down the law for you guys tonight. A lot of cool stuff to get into. I do want it to be known. We did get the leaks of the uniforms. Seems pretty legit. Unconfirmed officially, but it feels real. I had the same feeling about the, the jersey leak, by the way, as I did about the logo leak, where I saw it and was like, ah, oh, that's probably right. <laughs> and then, of course, the, the, the team's like, eh, maybe not, though. We still haven't released it. And then... I'm sure we'll get it very soon now, though. We'll talk about that. I'll even show you guys what uh, we've seen. Wide receiver 2-2 Atwell. Screwing it up, I guess. Uh, and then we're also projecting the Rams 2021 starters. As of today, we are still in July. We've still got preseason coming up here. And all of these are subject to change. Well, most of them. Aaron Donald's not going to get benched. Pretty, pretty confident that uh, Wolford's not going to beat out Stafford, you know couple that I feel pretty good about, but we'll project the starters here. And then just a quick stat check also, because I want to talk about where these guys are at heading into the season and what kind of milestones we might actually see hit this upcoming football season, which is actually getting pretty close, guys. As date of recording, it is the 7th of July, and uh, that also does mean that this is my final show in my 20s, <laughs> hence why I'm wearing a Mark Bulger jersey. I, just, I felt like it was necessary to, uh, knowing that this was my last show in my 20s, uh, to, to, to pay just a little bit of an ode to uh, the past and where, like, the era I grew up watching the Rams in. So, Mark Bolger for the for the win today. This is actually, like, a printed jersey, too. It's, like, one of the, like, the cheap ones. <laughs> and I don't care one bit. I think I found this, uh, I don't know, somewhere cheap. I got this jersey for like $4, so I saw it and was like, that is mine now, thank you very much. Marky B was, uh, I like Mark Bolger actually, um, I, I feel like he gets a lot of hate because he was on a pretty bad team, but uh, he wasn't amazing himself, but he also was not terrible at all. I mean, he was a Pro Bowl guy, he one time was known as one of the more accurate passers in the NFL, so yeah, we're, uh, we're ripping some Mark Bolger today, deal with it. All right, so let's. Let, I just wanted to give a little bit of a program note here, I, and I wasn't gonna say this, but because I've I have been working on it, I do want to uh, to an, an, well. I'm not gonna give you guys titles or anything like that, but I do want to let you guys know I am officially working on the next Ram Showcase production. We're getting the script kind of finalized right now. We're kind of still working with that a little bit. I I don't know exactly how long it's gonna be, but you guys might have remembered the good old days uh, Ram Showcase production that I did. It's been a while now. But uh, we'll be working on another one. So it'll be a new Ram Showcase production. I am still finalizing the schedule of, of the like the, the kind of the production schedule and, and the, the deadlines that I want to hit because I set them myself. I'm the only one here on Ram Showcase except for, uh, well, except for Mike and Reggie. But, you know, they, they're just my other personalities, I guess. <laughs> uh, Mike is the sound guy. Reggie is the, the video guy. And he does the uh, graphics. I guess. I don't know. But uh, yeah, that, we're, we're working on the, the schedule there. I'm setting my own deadlines. So I, I'm really, really pushing to get that out before the season starts. I don't want the season to get kind of like to, to like bog down the content of my Ram Showcase production. I think uh, it'll be good. It's a good offseason topic to, to, to dive into. So I think that'll be fun, but I will give you guys more updates as they become available. We'll be dropping a title for it and everything like that when I get just a little bit closer to... Uh, to releasing it. I've already got everything set up. It's all good to go. But um, yeah, we're just still kind of working on that. Some other stuff that happened the last week, you, if you guys have been uh, sticking out with Ram Showcase, we did do a Shaz Custom giveaway last week. And uh, proud to announce AJ, the winner, did reach out to me almost immediately. So there was no like waiting till Sunday, which is appreciated because Sunday was the 4th of July and that was a pretty cool day. So uh, that AJ was the winner of that one. I am not going to tell you exactly what it is, AJ and others, but I'll be honest with you guys. I kept saying the words prize pack. All right. That's just what I kept saying. Shaw's Customs prize pack. Winner gets a prize pack. 
That, those are the words I kept saying. I got sent a photo today of everything is being sent. And it was like, oh. <laughs> so I think you're going to be thrilled, man. I think it's going to be good stuff. And uh, our next contest, our next giveaway, we will announce that next week. We'll be getting that one together. So we're not going to do one uh, for this one. But make sure you guys come back one week from today. One week from whenever you're seeing me, really. Come back and, and check it out. We'll be doing another giveaway. I don't know if it's only going to be Shaw's Customs. Hint, hint. It's uh, either way. We're going to get some good stuff going. And we'll be getting just... These guys can have more stuff, all right? We have the stuff. You guys should have the stuff. The post office gets stuff from us to you. And we're going to make that happen as often as we can, especially this upcoming season, all right? And uh, make sure you guys also... We'll be doing lives. I think I might switch my Facebook lives to YouTube, my pregame lives. I think I might go ahead and do that because YouTube is kind of where I spend the most time now. So... Uh, I think that that's that's what we'll be doing, but we usually do a giveaway every single week throughout the season on that. And then I also am thinking about doing one for the shows as well. We'll 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 iron out some deets, me and Josh will on on some uh, giveaways stuff like that. So, and uh, potentially some other places that we'll be doing giveaways at uh, with as well. So keep your eyeballs open, your eye holes and your ear balls on Ram Showcase, and we will get you some cool stuff. I promise you guys some cool stuff. Let's go ahead and talk about these uniform leaks, all right? For the YouTube viewers, uh, I apologize for the audio-only listeners, but I will put it up here. If you guys don't want to see it, spoiler alert, coming up, all right? Because all indications say that these are the Rams' newest uniforms. Wide receiver Tutu Atwell went on Instagram Live, and I'll be honest, guys, I saw that uh, Tutu was going live while I was at work, and I was like, I'm going to pop in on this one. And I saw what he was doing, and he was like showing the jerseys, and I was like, Bro, like, this is not how I wanted to see it. Come on, man. Like, I, you guys probably know how much or how I feel about leaks. Hate them. Hate them with my whole heart. Because now we got to see the newest uniform in an Instagram live from a rookie, uh, a rookie wide receiver. Okay, we don't get, like, the cool reveal anymore. We're going to get the reveal still, but it's not, it's going to be super, like, not exciting because we already know what they look like now. And if you guys are curious, uh, for the, for the, obviously, the YouTube viewers here uh i'm putting it on screen for you guys uh but this is it looks like just the the white jersey and uh we we we'd been kind of we'd heard from uh andrew whitworth that you know is like white jersey with but he used the words like with all the yellow looks like the old jersey with all the yellow stuff like that so there's been kind of rumors that we might get some yellow pants with these but we already have yellow pants so i'm not sure if i anticipate that i do i i do believe that we will just get the white pants and then the jersey we can wear up to two times, and then the pants we can kind of mix in. We can wear, like, bone on white, blue on white, uh, white on white, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, we'll see, I guess, with the pant color here, but it does look like we get a white jersey, and it, it looks also, from what we can see in the unofficial reveal, the, the actual leak. This is a real leak, by the way. Last week was not a leak. This truly is a leak. True, A true-to-form leak is what we've seen from Tutu Atwell. But uh, it does look like they're basically the same style as the the blue jersey that the Rams are currently rocking right now with the gradient numbers, except the numbers are now just just blue. We got yellow on the sleeves, the same style of uh, kind of horn that the, the blue jerseys do have right now. And then we don't know what the front looks like. We don't know what that patch is going to have on it. But it looks like that's what we get. So... It's unfortunate, but it's been confirmed by a couple of different places now. Uh, one one place did say a team source, and then also uh, sportslogos.net, which is kind of privy to stuff like this. They said it was real as well. I don't see a reason why it would be like some fake alternate that Tutu was just doing on his own. That wouldn't make a lot of sense to me. Uh, so uh, it, it looks like that's what we got. So uh, the black and white helmets in the background. I did want to address this as well because I saw a lot of comments on this. People were sending me photos of it and stuff like that. Those are not the real helmets, guys. I know that the NFL announced that, that teams can wear different colored helmets as far as a throwback option goes. Those words are very key in this because it is for throwbacks. It's not for just like you cannot just like the Rams can't just do like a yellow helmet with the blue horn. Like we can't just switch that up like that. It's for throwbacks. And it also doesn't start until the 2022 season. So those are not, I don't want to say they're fake, but you can already buy those. You could have already, you could have bought that months ago. Those white helmets with the yellow horn and the black helmets with the yellow horn. Those have been out for a while now. They're actually part of the, uh, the Lunar and the Eclipse series from Rydell. So they're not official uniform or like they're not official helmets, 
Rams are not going to be rocking a black helmet this year. We will see just the blue, the same helmet that we saw all last year uh, with the the horn with like the, the the little divot in it to make it look 3D. But uh, those uh, that that white and white and black helmet that you guys saw in the background of that that is not official helmets. That's not something that we'll see on field. You could have already bought those. You could have you, you could have eBayed those. Do people still use eBay? You could have eBayed those a couple like months ago and and picked one up for yourself. That's that's fine. But it's the uh, yeah for the lunar and eclipse alternate helmets. That's that's not uh, that's not something that the teams will be wearing. So like I said, those. The, the, the alternate helmets are for throwbacks specifically, which actually does help the Rams because the Rams have never used this specific color on their helmets, and that's always the issue, is, is using the base color. The reason that the Rams were able to wear yellow horns and white horns for those couple of years uh, on the return to St. Louis, it was uh, two, 17 and 18, that uh, the reason that they were allowed to do that is because the base color of the helmet stayed exactly the same. They only changed the horn color, so hey, we got that, but... Uh, this is an unfortunate way to see the uniform, guys. I'm I'm pretty bummed about it, honestly. Uh, it's, it's also unfortunate that we could have already seen it. Like, it, we've already reached, like, the time period where we could have just revealed it. And to see it this way first, to put it bluntly, sucks. Like, it's it's just not the coolest way to see it. We only know two twos now. I mean, obviously, they all look exactly the same. But, like, we see it just, like, in an Instagram story and in a instagram live like that's how we that's the reveal like that's that's just a that's kind of a bummer uh again i'm not a fan of leaks i can't stand it that's not how i wanted to see the uniforms for the first time but either way i'm still gonna be rocking my number nine uh usually i get the custom the sheriff joe bags jerseys but i feel like i'm i feel like i'm just gonna go into a stafford uh so i'm gonna get the white stafford jersey that's what i'll be rocking um Sometimes <laughs> I'm not too big of a Jersey guy anymore. I like to just put them up. Uh, you can see like my two newest Sheriff Joe bags ones, my blue one back here and my bone one up here. And then I've got three others in the closet. Something like that. I got the white, the throwback blue and yellow, and then the color rush. So yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I love having my custom jerseys. That's the best, but, um, either way guys, let's, uh, I, I think that, I had said I had mentioned that I that I, I believe that we would get a white and that we would get a yellow. Uh, a lot of people were not on my side on the white. A lot of people thought that I was absolutely insane, thinking that I that we were going to get a white jersey. I'm really not surprised by it. Uh, I'm also not surprised by the way it looks. If it's just that that white with the blue numbers, yellow horn on the on the shoulder, but white sleeves, that makes total sense to me. It's not super flashy. It's pretty underwhelming as far as like a, a reveal, but. And not just like the the way that we saw it, but just ultimately just the way it is. I mean, it's just a little bit underwhelming, which is fine. I'm still gonna rock it, and it's still perfect because it's an LA Rams jersey, so that's perfect. But but I'm I'm fully anticipating a yellow jersey next year. Like I've been saying though for the last few weeks, I feel like we get a yellow. I feel like we get a white, and now it looks like we get our get our white. So I would anticipate next off season about this time of year. Uh, about this early July time frame, we'll probably see a yellow Rams jersey uh, for our second alternate, which is awesome because we can wear the alternate twice and then we got the bone, we got the blue. So we got some variety here. We'll be looking pretty fresh out there. That's all we need to know is that we'll be looking fresh. Fresh until death. All right, let's go ahead and take a look at our stat check. So these are just uh, some some stats, like some milestones that we could potentially see this year. This is nothing too crazy. But it's just some some things that we might be able to to witness in the for the 2021 LA Rams season, which is, like I said, guys, coming up. We are getting there. So let's take a look at it. Of course, quarterback Matthew Stafford, he is day one. You know, he's he's going into his first season as a Ram. So we're not going to look at like overall. His he's he's got a bunch of passing yards, but we're looking at Rams uh, records specifically, like team history. So. There's nothing to report there, but I did want to let you guys know. As far as Jared Goff goes, of course he's no longer, uh, I said no longer with us. Like like he's dead or something. <laughs> he's just a lion. It's fine. But uh, with with Jared Goff, he officially ends his time uh, as with the Rams as fourth all time in team history in passing yards and fifth in team history in passing touchdowns. So I thought that was pretty cool. He ends as like a top five Rams quarterback of all time, even though he was only with us for for just a short time. Drafted in 2016, only started seven games his rookie season, and that was under Jeff Fisher, and it looked bad. And then McVay comes in and and really helps him there. So 
Uh, Matthew or uh, Jared Goff, fourth all time in, in passing yards and fifth in, in passing touchdowns. So congrats to Jared. Cam Akers has 625 rushing yards in his career, which was just last year because <laughs> he is going into his second year. He's currently 50th all time in team history on the ground. A 1,000 yard season season would push him to 25th all time immediately over running back Fred Girk. And I know that name rings a lot of bells to a lot of you uh, fans out there, especially you long Long-time hardcore Rams fans who definitely know the name Fred Girk. If you guys don't know the name Fred Girk, well, you should, first of all. But he is, of course, responsible for putting the first insignia on a helmet, and that was painting the horns on the Rams' helmets way back in the day. He used to take all the horn, uh, the, the helmets home after a game, the, the paint's getting chipped off and all that, and he would actually go and every single helmet, he would repaint the horns on, and, of course, it's a staple. It is something that the Rams still use today. It, not Fred Girk painting horns, but they still use the horn on the helmet. And I know fans kind of w- were worried that that was going to go away with, like, the new logo and stuff like that. I was never worried about that. It's super historical. It'd be like the Packers blowing up Lambeau Field or something. Just not going to happen. Uh, but he would be immediately over him, which would push Fred Girk to 26 if Cam Akers can hit that 1,000 yards. At the wide receiver spot, uh Robert Woods is 11th all-time in team history in receiving yards with 4,070 is just one receiving yard behind running back Marshall Falk, who is at number 10. So it's pretty safe to assume that Robert Woods will be in the top 10 all-time in Rams receiving yards uh, by the end of this season, probably by the end of Sunday night football at SoFi against the Chicago Bears. Cooper Cup is currently 14th in team history, 3,570 yards. He is immediately ahead of Steven Jackson and Preston Denard. 1,000 yards for Woods would put him 8th all-time, and for Cup, that would put him in 9th all-time. Uh, the top five, as far as to get to the top five, you would need to, the, either of these guys, anybody really, would need to get to 6,012 yards, and then you are top uh, top five in team history in receiving yards. Tyler Higby is currently 29th all time, just 1,927. A lot lower than I anticipated Tyler Higby's numbers to be at when I looked. I was like, wait, for real? <laughs> uh, but a 1,000 yard season would bump him up to 17th, uh, and that would um, that would also uh, be beat uh, Preston Denard. That'd be right there. So uh, as far as points scored, the current highest. Scoring player on the current roster, get this one, guys. This one kind of shocked me. Is wide receiver Cooper Cup? Uh, no one on the Rams' current roster has more points than Cooper Cup, and that to me is wild. As far as points for the Rams on this current team, nobody has scored more points than Cooper Cup. That's wild to me, especially considering we had Jeezy for so long, who is second in team history, only behind Jeff Wilkins. Uh, the top five is all is all kickers. If, if, if you also have to count Bob Waterfield in that because he he was also a kicker, but he's in that top five as well. Only number seven in team history. Fun trivia fact for you guys. Uh, but let's see, he's got uh, 144 uh, points scored. That is 44th all time. Robert Woods sits at 138 points scored all time or for the Rams, and that's 48th in team history all time. And then, like I said, top five are all kickers: Bob Waterfield, Bobby Waterfield. Bobby Waters, that's not, I don't know. I'm not going to, I'm not going to give him a nickname. His name is Bob Waterfield and he's number seven, the only number seven in Rams history. On the defensive side, uh, the current players with the most interceptions, if you guys can believe this one, in just Rams history is Jordan Fuller and Taylor Rapp. They are both at three, uh, only 43 behind Eddie Meter for most in team history. <laughs> and uh, of course, we'll look at sacks. Aaron Donald is currently second all time and just two sacks behind Leonard Little for all time leader in team history. He's got 85 and a half. Leonard Little's at 87 and a half. So he's very close to that. Chances are pretty good that we would see that record beat as well. Uh, this also, if we could count sacks for the entirety of the fearsome foursome, uh, if we could tally up all of Deacon Jones's sacks, He's not even close. Aaron Donald's not, okay? But we don't count those because at first they were just tackles, you know, for a while. And then, of course, Deacon Jones coining the term sack. You guys know the history. Unless you guys don't know the history. He coined the term sack. And the the reason that it's called a sack is because Deacon Jones said that it's like bagging up the entire offense in a sack and hitting it with a baseball bat. Remember when football was, like, rugged? (laughs) Deacon Jones remembers. All right, so 
Also, uh, Donald needs just 14 and a half sacks to get to 100 in his career. He's just 30 years old, so he's got plenty of years left in him. Uh, I think it's pretty safe to say that he'll at least hit 100. And then uh, Donald also only has two seasons in his entire career where he did not get to double-digit sacks. One of those was his rookie season where he didn't start immediately. Uh, And then uh, also, I think it's just an interesting fact to note that uh, Aaron Donald has yet to score a touchdown in his career. Let's see if we can get the dude a touchdown, all right? He's in his 30s now. 30s deserve TDs, all right? I think that's reasonable. All right, <laughs> let's, uh, you know what? I think we need to, I need some water, so I'm going to take one second, and then we will get into our projected starters for the 2021 season. Thank you for holding. So let's take a look at the projected starters. So what we're doing here is date of recording is July 7th. Of course, the YouTube video will be out on the 8th, but these are my current. These are my projected starters today. If I had to pick starters for all these positions right now, and I'm going to give you reasons behind it all as well. Do keep in mind that this is subject to change. We have yet to see any preseason games. I'm going to watch these very closely because we do have some some not not just like like starter battles, position battles there, but we also have some like roster battles at kind of the lower end too. So I'll be keeping a very close eye on that. We'll we'll also get into after I can see a couple, at least a couple of, uh, of preseason games. We'll probably do it after the Broncos game. I'll be up at that one. And I'll probably be taking like a crap load of notes that night and stuff like that. But uh, we'll be doing projected cuts, and then we'll also be doing the projected depth chart. So that'll all be coming up once we get kind of at least into a, at least two games in a preseason. I don't know if I'll do it, it before the Denver game, but we got some good stuff for that too, guys. It looks like we, we might have a live show Friday night of, up in Denver, maybe from a bar. I think that that's what they want to do. I don't know. I got reached out to. We'll see what happens. <laughs> but we'll, uh, well, what we're doing here is, like I said, they, these are my current starters today. If I had to project who's going to start at these spots right now, Looking forward, this is who I would go with. This is subject to change. At any time, this could change. If if something could happen and it's like, oh, you know what? Actually, though, this guy I think is going to start that spot. And that's always a possibility. But let's head into it. So we'll start on the offensive side here. Quarterback, no surprise here. It's Matthew Stafford. All right, he's the clear best option. I would be very surprised if the Wolf could beat out Matthew Stafford. That would shock me. I don't think that you make a move like the Rams did to have a battle even happen. Matthew Stafford is going to be the starting quarterback of the LA Rams in 2021. Running back, we'll go with Cam Akers. I think that this makes total sense. He is the most talented option that the Rams currently have on the roster. Some good depth there, but overall, I think Cam Akers does stand out from that crowd. If you look at, like, because I like Daryl Henderson, but if you look at, like, Henderson and, like, Raymond Clay and uh, Jake Funk and Otis Anderson Jr., that that's where it kind of groups in a little bit. So I'm really interested to watch how that battle unfolds throughout preseason and like going into training camp, which starts on the 25th for the Rams. But what, like when we get into training camp and going into the, the preseason games, that's a spot that I'll be watching pretty closely. Like we feel good about Cam Akers being the number one. Everything below that is kind of a toss up right now. So we'll, we'll keep some close eyeballs on that one at wide receiver. We're looking at Robert Woods and Cooper cup. Those are going to be our top two guys. If I had to, if I had to pick a three, I'm going to say that I think it'll be Deshaun Jackson right now. But I think Van Jefferson, Tutu Atwell, these guys are going to get some playing time. They're going to get rotated in, and that shouldn't shock anybody. But Woods and Cup, they're very similar styles, uh, but they complement each other really well. And the Rams are really deep at this spot. So, uh, but um, the depth chart, like the depth of this spot feels a little bit underrated, but like I said, the Rams don't necessarily like. I love Robert Woods, and Robert Woods is mad underrated. He like, he's a lot better than he gets credit for, uh, and I think Cooper Cup might. Like, Cooper Cup gets talked about. I think the right amount. Like he gets hyped. He's a very good good receiver. He gets hyped. I think like the right amount. Robert Woods is like quiet all the time. Nothing. Nobody's ever talking about Bobby Trees, but the dude's amazing. So I, I think Robert Woods is underrated. But the Rams don't have that like. That clear-cut, for sure, this is your top guy, target like a Julio Jones, Devontae Adams kind of kind of move. So uh, these guys, they, they like I said, they complement each other really well, but they, they have very similar play styles. At tight end, no surprises. I think it'll be Tyler Higby starting that spot. It would shock me otherwise. Uh, but Hopkins, he should keep progressing. And Harris, he's got the skill levels to start. 
Uh, but I think that we'll kind of start to see him more involved in the 2022 season rather than just the 2021 season. I think that that's when we'll see him get a little bit more in, included into the offense. Uh, but right now, uh, I don't think that there's any debate that uh, Tyler Higby is the Rams' best tight end. Also, an underrated player in the NFL. I know we just talked about his stats. I think that his consistency is what's kind of lacking. But you know what? We can go ahead and blame Jared Goff for whatever we want now. So I'm going to go ahead and say that, that Tyler Higbee's lack of consistency falls on the quarterback. And maybe maybe we'll see a, a different Higbee this year with, uh, with Matthew Stafford slinging the rock. Left tackle, we're going to go with Andrew Whitworth. No big reason for, uh, or no reason for Big Wit not to start here. So no real reason needed. At left guard, I have Joseph Noteboom starting. The Rams offensive line is deep, but locks to like the top end monsters. Boom is one of the guys that I feel like he's solidified himself as a starter. I also feel like he's a very strong candidate to kick out to left tackle after Andrew Whitworth retires. So I think that they that getting him reps, getting him snaps, getting him playing time, getting him out there makes a lot of sense. At center, I'm projecting Austin Corbett. Doesn't that shouldn't surprise anybody either? Uh, he's been getting reps there a lot. He is a very strong interior offensive lineman for the Rams, and with him starting at right guard last year, it makes a lot of sense that he would know a lot of those signals that Austin Blythe, who's now a chief, was calling out last year. So it makes total sense. But sliding him over, I think it just uh, it makes a, a little bit of sense there. Um, but uh, we go from Austin to Austin. And I'll be honest, guys, I think it's I, I feel confident saying that Rams fans should expect some big things from Corbett. I don't think that that's going above and beyond or anything. I think that that's reasonable. At right guard, Bobby Evans is who I have projected to start here. I know that this is going to get some slack here. and I know that people are going to be like, dude, Edwards, which is a completely realistic answer as well. I'm picking Bobby Evans. That can change to Edwards, depending on what I see training camp or whatever. Like that, these are just my own projections here. Keep in mind, it's also July. All right, also July. He did. Uh, Evans did start at right guard in the most recent game uh, that the Rams played, which was the the divisional round in Green Bay against the the Packers. Uh, Edwards was on the injury report for that one, uh, but Evans uh, he could he could have done a better job that day. I'll say that much. Uh, but with a full normal offseason, I don't think that there's any reason to think that he won't keep progressing. I think that a lot of these guys are going to get better with a real offseason, but hey, every other team's looking at that same thing too. So uh, no reason to think that uh, Bobby Evans doesn't start at least at some point in the future, somewhere along the offensive line. Makes total sense to me. I, I wouldn't be shocked to see like uh, maybe Edwards at right guard and then after a couple of years, when Witt and Havenstein are gone, seeing Evans at right tackle and uh, Boom at uh, at left tackle. Speaking of right tackle, Rob Havenstein, uh, he's the, my projected starter there. Uh, one of the stronger parts of the offensive line, honestly, uh, I, he might be the strongest piece this year, depending on you know the what Father Time is doing to to Big Wit. We don't know yet. He's obviously a monster. But Havenstein, I mean, he's got a, he's got a little bit of time on wit, you know. <laughs> but uh, he's also he just does a great job. He just, he's not super flashy, but he just he just kind of holds his own and uh, and does his job really well. So no reason to think he won't start there. Let's look at the defensive line. I'm projecting Aaron Donald, obviously, and Sebastian Joseph Day and Ashawn Robinson. Joseph Day, he's been on a path to become a starter for a while now. Robinson feels like he could be like that veteran presence to kind of take charge with some of the younger guys along with Aaron Donald. Uh, but uh, with the Rams uh, depth that they have here, I fully expect someone to rise up mid to late season. Could that be uh, Michael Hoke? Could that be uh, Bobby Brown? We'll kind of watch it unfold, which will be fun to watch unfold. But Ashawn Robinson, I think, is a reasonable projected starter for week one. SoFi Stadium, Chicago Bears, Sunday Night Football. Inside linebacker, I've got Kenny Young and Micah Kaiser starting here. I know that not every Rams person who talks about Rams is uh, on the Kenny Young train like I am. I know from my comment section that a lot of you guys are as well, but I like Kenny Young. I, I, I think that uh, the, I think I like Kenny Young a lot more than than some other people do, and that's fine with me. I think he's got a chance to green dot this year. I think, uh, you know, Kaiser is one of the more talented uh, linebackers that the Rams currently have on their roster, but. I think that Kenny Young, his progression and like his trajectory has been just a little faster than Micah Kaiser. So I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, Kenny Young get that green dot. There is like one thing 
as far as like a potential free agent that I think that the Rams could make a move and improve their defense. And that would be KJ Wright at this spot here. But as of now, I'm going to keep it with uh, Kenny Young and Micah Kaiser as the starters. That outside linebacker, I'm going with Leonard Floyd and Obaniah Okoronkwo. Floyd is an easy choice here. He's the he's clearly the Rams' best edge rusher. And Oboe's got all the skills to start opposite of Floyd. The only thing that we've had with the other outside linebacker spot opposite of Floyd is kind of just a history of injuries. We're looking at Terrell Lewis and Obaniah Okoronkwo there. Both guys have kind of had a little bit of an injury history. So as long as they can stay on the field, I like their skills a lot. But, you know, the best ability is availability, and you got to be out there on the field. At cornerback, we got Jalen Ramsey and Darius Williams. Those guys will be on the outside. I don't think that that's a big surprise at all. This one is easy. Uh, you know, Ramsey and Williams are, are are the best cornerbacks on the Rams roster for sure, and it's kind of by a gap. Like, there's it's, it's Jalen Ramsey, Darius Williams, and then kind of a little bit of a gap there, and then you get into, the, like, the Robert Rochelle, David Long Jr., those guys. Uh, but Ramsey would be the best guy on any team. I, I, you can say Green Bay if you want to, but I'm going to say that if Ramsey shows up on any NFL team today, he's the best cornerback on that team. And I think Williams, he would be the guy, he would be the best guy on most teams. There's a, there's a big chunk of teams that Darius Williams would be the number one guy. And I'll be honest with you guys, enjoy Williams while we got him. I don't think he's here long term. I think he's going to price himself out of the Rams. Uh, he's... He's on a cheap deal this year because we he was an RFA, the restricted free agent, so we were able to just like slap a tender on him. We did hit him with the first to, to ensure that nobody was going to steal him from us, but I do think he's kind of pricing himself out. But if guys like David Long Jr., Robert Rochelle, if they can progress properly, that will we'll be able to ease that hit because Darius Williams is a very strong player, but I think that, that uh, it's going to be tough to bring him back. We know the Rams cap situation. It's tough right now. At safety, Jordan Fuller, Terrell Burgess are my two starters that I have penciled in right now. I think that that I think that these guys make a lot of sense here. And going into both of them going into their second year, Jordan Fuller played amazing last year. He kept getting better as the season progressed. Terrell Burgess was looking awesome. He had a couple of really nice plays early on in the season. There was even like a couple where I was like, "Oh crap, Burgess is out here!" Like we got a rookie out here, like on this situation, and then he would make like a big third down tackle or something like that. I was like, "Okay." We got a rookie on this situation, you know, so I think that if Burgess can stay healthy with Fuller, those guys together, I think it sucks to lose John Johnson, but I like the I like that safety combo for sure. So two second year safeties. So that means that they could play together for quite a while, which would be really cool. And it's not like Jalen's super old, you know, and, and some of the young guys we have at corner. I know I keep talking about Darius Williams, but I, I really think that this could be his last year as a Ram. Uh, not that I want that to happen. I just think that that's what's going to happen. And then, you know, if other guys keep progressing, we had a young secondary, which is super talented. So I'm excited to see what, what those guys can can bring for sure. At kicker, we're starting Matt Gay. That's I uh, he's the only kicker that we have right now. <laughs> so there's not really a battle. He's the best kicker that the Rams also have access to at this time. There's not any real big free agents that the Rams could go after that would make a lot of sense over Matt Gay. Samuel Sloman just signed with uh, the Steelers, so I don't know. Maybe maybe he'll make us regret that, but kicking in Heinz Field, I don't think that that's going to happen. So Matt Gay will be the starting kicker. At punter, of course, we do have three right now. We've got a, uh, what is his first name? I want to say it's Bradley Wright. Is that correct? And then uh, Corey Bajorquez and Johnny Hecker. Hecker will be the starter here. Uh, he's got some camp competition. That's good. But we also have the deepest punter group in the NFL which is awesome, but he's also coming off of his, his worst statistical season, but it was also his first season sans bones. All right, no bones. And I really think that that had something to do with it. I really do. Bones is an amazing coach. So, uh, yeah, expect to see some good stuff from Johnny this year. Hopefully we'll get some fakes back as well. And at long snapper, I've got Matthew Orzek beating out Steven Wardle for that spot. Orzek, I just think he wins that battle. I think he's got a little bit more experience. I think he's you know, he was a he was a one year starter for the Baltimore Ravens at that spot. And they didn't really see any issues there, at least none that I caught uh, caught on to or anything. So I think Orzek wins that one. So those are my projected starters for you guys uh, throughout the entire roster. Like I said, subject to change. These these could change. I could change my opinion. I could say uh, I could be looking at. Uh, I mean, right guard Bobby Evans, that one that one's like I, I'm close on that one. 
That one could that one could be a few people. All right, that could be Coleman Shelton. That could be David Edwards. We'll see. But right now, I've got Bobby Evans. I'm a Bobby Evans fan. I think he does a good job. He could have played better against the Packers, but I think he does a good job. And then uh, defensive line, uh, SJD, I feel good about. Sebastian Joseph Day, but Ashawn Robinson, he may not be a starter. That might change. Micah Kaiser, Kenny Young, that might change. Obanaya Okoronkwo, that one might change. Terrell Burgess, I don't anticipate changing. I don't think I'll change that one to Taylor Rapp. I, I, I still am on the side of, like, we didn't see Taylor Rapp progress from year one to year two. Let's see what he can do year two to year three as a progression. Let's hope he gets a lot better, but I want to see that progression, man. I want to see it. All right, we're going to hop into our quick break, and on the other side, we got fan quesos, so don't go anywhere. And welcome back in, Rams fans. Let's hop into our fan quesos. Uh, got a good chunk of them here from Cody. We've got Tyler back in with the quesos, so appreciate you guys dropping those. If you guys would like to ask me a question, make sure you guys just drop it in a comment below, and I will I will check it. I try to be responsive on comments. Sometimes I'm really bad at it because I am a little bit of a busy guy, so I do apologize about that. It's not my intention to blow anybody off. Uh, but uh, as far as the quesos, though, I do see those. I'll if worst case scenario, I'll be like walking to my car or something like that, and I'll take a quick screenshot. It's like okay, now I've got it. But feel free to drop them. You can add me on Facebook. That's typically where I ask. But you can also message any of the Ram Showcase uh, social media accounts. That's at Ram Showcase everywhere, at Sheriff Joe Bags everywhere. So follow me there and and shoot me some questions. And then we'll, we'll talk about it and stuff. And it's good. All right. Cody, first one here. How long until uh, we can kick the Chargers out of our stadium? I mean, I don't really care, man. Um I, I'm not, I don't have like that hatred for our roommates like everybody else does. They're just, that's, that's what it is to me. It, there are, there are roommates, whatever. I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> like, I just don't think it's that big of a deal. They pay a dollar. So like everybody that says like, who pay your rent, pay your rent. Like I'm sure Dean Spanos has a buck that he can give to Kroenke because that's literally all he pays to play there every year. So, I mean, yeah, I get it. It's funny. It's, it's the whole thing of like, Hey, we, this is where I want my team to play. Your team also plays here. I don't like it. <laughs> like your team plays here when my team's in a different city. It's like whatever. I don't care. I just don't care. We kick them out of our stadium. I don't care. I don't care where they play. Uh, how much pressure is on Sean McVay this year with upgrading a quarterback? Or are, are <laughs> quarter? That was weird inflections there. Uh, with upgrading a quarterback, are we a championship game or bust this year? Uh, since we got to the division round last year. And McVay pretty much blamed Goff for the loss. If they don't make the championship this year, is this year a bust for this year? This year. <laughs> and um, No, I, I don't. I don't feel that way ever. I, maybe it is that way. I know that Andrew Whitworth came out and said that it, it feels like championship or bust. But I mean, I'll be honest with you guys. The Rams could go 0-17 and I'm still going to be doing Rams Showcase and repping my stuff. And, and I, I don't know. I'm not going anywhere. So... I mean, it doesn't matter to me specifically. As far as McVeigh goes, do you guys remember what it was like pre-McVeigh? I, McVeigh's safe, all right? There's no make or break for McVeigh. I've been asked this quite a bit, actually, recently, and I don't know why this is happening. Like, I realize that the Rams have gotten, like, you know, booted out and stuff like that, lost the Super Bowl, missed the playoffs with, at 9-7 and seven a couple years ago. And then losing to Green Bay, it looked like Jared Goff just was not getting it done. You could tell that McVay didn't really want to start Jared Goff. Clearly, because Jared Goff was good enough to play against the Seattle Seahawks, because he did, starting in the first quarter after the Wolf went down, Awu. And then he played the entire game and won, so he clearly was good enough to start the game. But McVay was trying to get the Wolf, Awu, in there, so... I don't, I don't, I don't know if I would say there's any pressure on McVay, especially because there is a bigger jump from year one to year two when a quarterback is in a brand new system. And I know Stafford is extremely experienced; he's been doing this quite a while. But I, 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 I really believe that this year, if the Rams don't get it done all the way, that it's fine. Everything's fine. Like uh, Whit may retire. We may, we're gonna lose some other guys. I don't see a like a Super Bowl or bust kind of feel to this year, at least from my perspective. I realize that everybody's perspective is a little different. Some people view the season as a 100% failure if you don't win the ring. I get that. But if that's how we felt every time, then that means since the Rams started, which was quite a while ago, 
they've only had three successful seasons. And I just, I, I refuse to believe that. I, I think that the Rams have had many successful seasons. Sometimes very successful seasons that don't end the way you want them to. 2018, extreme success season. That season was so much fun. And if you're only going to gonna contribute the, the, the success or the failure based on the final game there, well, I got my moment of celebrating. I shared the video when Jeezy kicked that field goal in the NFC Championship game. We all lost our minds. And that to me, I mean, if you can get a moment like that throughout your season, I don't see that as a fail. Anyway, I no, I, I don't think that it's uh, it's one of those situations. I, I don't think there's pressure on McVay. We were 4-12 and 12 the year before McVay showed up. We started 3-1, and one, but we went 4-12. and 12. And we remember, like, everything before that for a long time was rough. So I don't think there's pressure on McVay. He's absolutely, completely overhauled this team. This one comes from Gary. Okay, do you see the Rams dealing someone like Cup with the early emergence of a guy like Jacob Harris? Woods, Cup, Jeff, Jefferson, Djax, Atwell, Harris... Someone gotta go, methinks. Yeah, that's a good point, Gary. It's a it's a pretty loaded squad here. And the the only way that I would see somebody like Cooper Cup getting moved, because I've been saying for a long time that I think that Cooper Cup is an option to get moved. But the 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 way that I would see that happening is if the Rams really feel like there's a, a like a a gap in a different position, maybe like inside linebacker. I could see potentially, I don't have like any examples for you right now. I didn't read any of these questions beforehand, but like I could see the Rams like sending cup to somebody in return for a, for an inside linebacker. Like that would make total sense to me. I don't know if I would see offensive line. The Rams are pretty deep there. I'm apparently the only person that thinks that even though the Rams are not making moves for it, they, they have to think it too. Clearly, you don't address a, if you don't not address a weakness or something, do you, is it a weakness? <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, Cup feels like a guy that could absolutely be moved. Um, I don't want him to be moved. Uh, we all like Cooper Cup, but he just he he feels like a guy that that we might just. The Rams are pretty quick to move on from guys, and Cooper Cup seems like he could be in that mix. But if a guy like Jacob Harris can really really blossom, and like say say Harris and Atwell turn out to be absolute studs, it makes total sense that we would move Cup. I'll say that. Uh, next one here, go back to Cody. Why do Rams fans not realize that McVay is the best coach we've had since Mike Martz? I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm trying to think because because Mike Martz, Mike Martz was an incredible offensive coordinator. As far as head coach, he kind of ran us down pretty fast. I know that he, um, uh, of course, he was the he was the head coach for that that 2001 Super Bowl. I guess the Patriots there, but I mean, that team kind of crumbled pretty quick uh, after, after March took over. Vermeil is really the, the coach that, that was awesome. I mean, Vermeil wouldn't, he wouldn't be able to coach today <laughs> the way that the limited off seasons are and stuff like that. Cause he used to work people hard in the off season, man. And then, so I don't know, uh, Mike March, definitely, definitely a strong coach for sure. Uh, not the worst head coach we've ever had by far. But uh, he kind of, he inherited a very, very strong team. And then it was kind of, it, it fell apart rather fast. In just a couple of years, the great show on turf completely crumbled. So, um, yeah, McVay though, McVay might be the best coach this team has ever seen. We've seen some very good ones. And I don't, I, I hate to, to be the guy who says like, this guy today is the best we've ever seen. But there's like comments from like big name media people saying that, like Reggie White is close to Aaron Donald, but not quite as good. So we're able to say those things if we are actually witnessing greatness. And what McVay did to turn around this team, I think it's, I think it's completely reasonable to say he's one of the like he's he's one, two, or three for sure in team history. But Rams fans don't realize that because Rams fan everybody wants perfection, and the second you don't get perfection, everybody fails and. I don't know. Let's see. Uh, next one from Cody. Is the Rams drafting 2-2 a shot at Van Jefferson? No, no, it's not a shot at Van Jefferson. First of all, players come and go. The Rams are forever. So the 
If you see a player that you want and you like, and especially Tutu Atwell specifically, because Sean McVay was a fan of him. He likes him. He likes Tutu Atwell. His play style seems to fit in with what Sean McVay likes to do. I don't think it's a shot at Van Jefferson. I think it's just he wanted Tutu Atwell. I, I, that's it. Not every not every action it has a um not a not a reaction. I know that's what you guys are thinking, but uh, not every action has like a like a targeted like. Uh, I'm trying to think of the right words here, but doing doing this thing, doing A does not mean you believe B kind of thing in that situation. You know what I mean? Like wanting Tutu Atwell does not mean you don't like Van Jefferson. You can like Van Jefferson and also know that Tutu is available and be like, oh, cool. Like, I like him. Let's add him too. You know what I mean? Like you can like them both. As a, as the team, you can, you can be excited for both Van Jefferson and Tutu Atwell. Drafting Tutu is not, in my mind, a direct shot at, at Van Jefferson or anybody else for that matter. Cody GM Joe bags. <laughs> uh, would you deal woods and cup for a true number one? Ooh, that's a, I, that's an interesting question. I, I'm going to say no, because with, when you go from, from two guys who are very talented to one true number one, you can target that number, like the defense can now kind of target that number one. So no, I, I I like the ability to keep them all one on one coverage because with with how deep the Rams are as far as their weapons go, with you know with Woods, Cup, Tutu, Djax, Jefferson, Atwell, Higby, Harris, all these guys. <laughs> um, what what you force the defense to do is not double anybody. You can't double anybody. There's not really anybody that I think needs to be doubled on this team right now, but. That's not an option for anybody because you need all those guys covered. So, no, I, I don't think I would do that. I don't think I would make that move. It depends on the the one, though, I guess. I mean, I wouldn't have done it for Julio, but maybe, like, a guy, Calvin Johnson is, like, the one guy I think I would do that for as far as, like, recent players go. So, I don't know. When is Stedman Bailey returning? Dude, that's kind of a rude question. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I am not going to do this, all right? Stedman Bailey is the absolute man, all right? We're going to do one of these for you, all right? Because uh, Stead, Stead's the homie, man. Stead's the homie. Cody, any updates on the next Kurt Warner, Austin Davis? Man, that guy had heart. Actually, I have no idea what Austin Davis is up to, man. Once they're not Rams anymore, it's kind of like, all right, well, who is Rams right now? Well, that's it. We got the wolf. Ow. That's my wolf sound. But, yeah, I don't know what Austin Davis is doing, man. I was pumped for Austin Davis pumped anybody that's number nine honestly i'm kind of pumped for so stafford <laughs> number nine i've got my uh, high school jersey it's over here you guys can't see it it's out of frame but uh that's number nine t-birds number nine we are the thunderbirds that's what you guys know now about me let's see do you have any any favorite plays from recent years and for you outside of the chiefs game what is your favorite game during the season in recent years as far as uh, favorite plays I mean, the intercept. There were so many from the <laughs> from the NFC Championship game against the 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 Saints. The interception by John Johnson that was amazing. Dante Fowler put a great rush onto Breeze and forced a bad throw. Then uh, that same game, of course, the kick in overtime to win it. And then you also look at the the two passes to Tyler Higby in overtime from Jared Goff. Those were unbelievable plays. Uh, as far as any others. Um, I'm trying to see how far back I want to go here. That that really deep ball to to Robert Woods against the Texans. It was like a 94-yard touchdown. Rob Havenstein held JJ Watts so hard on that play. I'm glad it wasn't called. Uh that one was that's a good one. Actually, I'll give you guys this one from last year too is uh, the Kenny Young interception, the the touchdown against the Patriots. My favorite part of that, because like the the play, he was in the right spot. He read the play really well and got and got to the right spot and and put himself in position to make the play. But what, my favorite thing about that is he caught the ball and immediately his two lead blockers, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald. I loved that. Like they immediately were like they turned into blockers the second they saw that he had the ball. That was my favorite. Like that's leadership right there. That is what a team does. You know what I mean? Like. It's not like Ramsey was like, hey, hey throw, throw it here, throw it here. I can run faster kind of thing. Like, don't, they both just turns like, who can I block? <laughs> you know? Loved that so much. That was a fun one. Um, let me think. 
The pick six by Darius Williams in the playoffs against the Seahawks. I loved that one. He just read the hell out of it. And DK, who's known for like catching up with people, just did not have the juice to catch up to D-Will. So that was cool. Yeah, man, there's a lot of good ones. As far as uh, games go, that NFC Championship game, man, that's one of my favorite games in Rams history. Loved it. It was so exciting. So much fun to watch. Let's see other ones. Trying to think from this last year. There were some good ones this last year. We had some fun. But every game, I don't know, it was just a little less flashy than like 2018. So that's that's my answer for you. Who in the division are you most worried about this year? And if it if the aisle, well, that was bad job reading. If holy crap, okay, who in the division are you most worried about this year? And if the answer isn't Kyler Murray and the cards, is it because of the coaching staff? Because Murray makes plays in any other division, would they be a top two team? Yeah, it's it's not the Cardinals and Kyler Murray uh, for a couple of reasons. First reason is the Cardinals still have not completely, in my opinion, shirt up their ground game, which means Kyler is still going to be responsible for getting the football to those guys, okay? A.J. Green's a little bit older. J.J. Watt comes in a little older, too. They're still absolute monsters. DeAndre Hopkins, we know what he does. He's a, he's an absolute stud. If, if there's one player that I could steal from the Cardinals, it's DeAndre Hopkins. But it, it, it is the coaching staff there. I, I don't like their coaching staff. I'm not a fan of it. I, I think that Kingsbury's a little bit overrated. Uh Vance Joseph is the defensive coordinator. I don't think he does a very good job. So, I mean, we saw him out here. I got pretty heavy heavy coverage of, of Joseph out here when he was the coach of the Broncos. Not an exciting guy. He's not a motivator. His schemes are pretty vanilla. So I'm not a big fan of that. If I had to say who I'm most worried about, it's the 49ers, honestly, because I think the Seahawks actually have the, the weakest roster, and I think the Cardinals have the weakest coaching staff. The 49ers... Last year, the reason that they did not do a good job was because they got beat up with injuries so bad. We know what that's like. We've seen it before with our team. So they're extremely skilled. Their biggest question mark, I'm not on the Jimmy train still, but how soon until we see Trey Lance? They did just take a quarterback third overall. So, and now it's a Kyle Shanahan quarterback. Like he comes in with like his guy, you know what I mean? So I think the the 49ers and Rams are going to be battling it out. What I'm guessing... If I had to make a prediction right now is that the Rams and 49ers will both win either 12 or 13 games. Both of them will have equal wins. And I think it's going to come down to tiebreakers. And I think that the Rams can win that tiebreaker. But first, we actually need to beat the 49ers. They've kind of had our number a little bit here. So the head-to-head does not play in our favor in that regard. Let's see if we can turn it around this year. Uh, But the 49ers are the team that worry me the most. Russell Wilson has been carrying the Seahawks for years. You're not going to really change my mind on that. I, my my opinions are pretty fluid, but I, Pete Carroll is sub 500 without Russell Wilson as his starting quarterback as an NFL head coach. And then the Cardinals, like I said, uh, Kyler is is not big enough to handle what Josh Allen does, and they're actually they're asking Kyler Murray to do the things that Josh Allen does for Buffalo, but Murray cannot handle a beating like Allen can because Allen's massive. Murray's a little guy, all right? He's just a little guy. And so, yeah, I, for, for your answer, man, I definitely I definitely think that the uh, the 49ers are the team to to watch. I think it'll be Rams-Niners at the at the end. I, that Those will be the two teams. Uh, to finish your question, though, um, Murray makes plays? Yeah, definitely, but he is not big enough, man. I, I, I will say it. I know that he's been able to avoid the injuries, but he was playing through some last year. So I don't know if that's a long-term solution you know what i mean uh but would they be uh, in, in in any other division would they be a top two team in most yeah i don't think in the afc west they would be i think they i put them at three there uh mainly because i think the broncos are a damn good team Chargers a pretty good team too actually uh broncos just need a quarterback but their roster other than that is pretty loaded and then of course we know the chiefs they would be the best team in the nfc east so there's that <laughs> who wouldn't be Cody, me and you could start a team. We can get like 20, what, <laughs> 20 other guys. And we could be better. We could be the best team in the NFC East. I don't hate Les Sneed from Cody. <laughs> don't you lie to me, man. I see those comments, man. No. He's got the best hair on the team, at least in the front office. Are you excited to watch Trevor Lawrence live against RD or or do you think he's overrated? I don't think he's overrated at all. I don't. 
No, it sucks that he plays for the Jags. It's unfortunate for him. But no, he's not overrated, man. He's um, I think he's, he's going to be a monster. Trevor Lawrence is a stud, dude. And everybody like freaked out on him because he's like, he's like, I'm playing with a chip on my shoulder. And people are like, what? He doesn't have a chip on his shoulder? Why the hell would he? He's been better than most NFL quarterbacks since he was like in high school. <laughs> like, why would he have a chip on his shoulder? Nobody's ever told him he can't do it. Everybody's like, damn, dude, you're amazing. <laughs> like, so of course he's like, he's not motivated by hate and stuff like that. He's not Tom Brady getting picked in the sixth round. He was the clear cut number one overall pick years ago. Like, he go. <laughs> Did you guys watch QB1 when he was on there? Like the Beyond the Lights or whatever behind the... I don't know what it was. It was on Netflix. Even then, in high school, I was like, damn, this kid is good. <laughs> I remember posting about it on Facebook. I could probably find it. It was like, it's like this Trevor Lawrence kid's going to be awesome. And then like now we now we see where he's at. But yeah, man, he's... Uh, no, he's not overrated. But yeah, I'm pumped to see him live in person. I'll be at that Jags game, guys. Let's let's come hang out. I'll be at SoFi for that one. And uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm pumped to see uh, Trevor in person because... I really think that that's like that's one of the situations where a I get to see my boys in the regular season at SoFi Stadium, which is going to be amazing, and then also we get to see probably like a potential future stud, like a potential maybe we'll see how his career unfolds, but has the the possibility and maybe the right situation to someday have a gold jacket on his body. All right, yeah, I want to see that in his rookie year. Are you going to streak in Jacksonville? No, I don't know. nobody wants to see that. Next one, Cody. Uh, could Johnny Hecker beat out uh, the Wolf if given the chance at QB2? No. No, dude. No way. No, Johnny Hecker hasn't played. He hasn't been an official quarterback since high school. And he's been in the league for a while now. No, he's not a quarterback anymore, man. He's not out there reading defenses. No, the Wolf, man. The Wolf is, is he's a solid backup. I like him as a backup. I wouldn't want him, I wouldn't want him to be our full-time starter, but I like him as the backup. How good do you think Cam Akers can be if healthy this year? And is he clearly better than Daryl Henderson? In my opinion, he is, although I like both. I think Cam Akers can be a one a one thousand yard rusher, and I think he could put up like a good six five to six hundred receiving yards, because that's kind of his style. Um, but yeah, I think he's clearly better than Daryl Henderson. Henderson I like also, but I think Cam Akers is the clear, the clear top one there. I'm sure you're tired of these questions, but <laughs> does it bum you out uh at all how Todd Gurley could have could have legit won MVP, and now he's trying trying out for the Lions. Although I guess we got rid of him at the right time. I mean, no, it's uh, I don't know, man. Uh, I liked it while we had it. It didn't last forever. I'm glad we got the best years out of it. I was digging the hurdles and stuff when that was a thing. He did awesome. It was really fun. It was really fun to make all the puns with his name, with fantasy team names and all that. But you know, I mean, it happens, man. It's a violent sport. People get hurt. He probably won't play running back again. Uh, he might. I, I doubt it, but he might. He might get a flyer somewhere. Ask you, Sheriff, I love Bobby Trees, but is he a top 10 receiver? My answer is no, but he's very good. I would put him, like, he's a top 20 for sure. Top 10, I think that might be pushing it. I think you're, I think you're right. I, he's very, very good. Uh, but I don't know, man. He's, he also seems a little underrated, so I don't know. It's... That's a tough one. He's our best receiver. I'll say that. But if Cup uh, has any more big injuries, I love, uh, I love him. But uh, should we move him, considering he's missed all of our most important games? Yeah, I say that all the time. He's missed all the Rams' biggest games with injury. Uh, he's a very awesome player, though. I, I don't necessarily. I'm not going to say I want to move him or I think we should or anything like that. I think it's possible if the Rams move Cooper Cup at some point. Uh, to be honest, I'm hoping Tutu or Van Jefferson can play well enough that if Cup gets hurt, we can move move him without much disparity. Yeah, uh, it's uh, th- it's good to have depth anywhere uh, because I mean, it's, it's the next man up mentality. If Cup goes down, we need to not see a dip in our production levels. And I think we have the depth at wide receiver to do that. Van Jefferson, I think, could do it. Uh, Tutu, I think, is more of a Deshaun Jackson style player, but I think he could do it too. Uh, thoughts on us trading for Ben Simmons as our third string tight end. We don't need any more tight ends. Our tight ends are pretty dope already, dude. We, we what was that name? I keep for I always forget this guy's name. I always do it every single time. Let's see where it's at. Uh, Hopkins. Gosh, I always forget that guy's name. My bad guy. Uh, <laughs> but Hopkins. Well, Higby, Hopkins, Harris. No, we got we got the H's, man. We don't need uh we don't need anybody else there. 
This one comes from Tyler. Where do you see Atwell fitting in? I think Atwell's going to be a little bit more of a gadget player in his rookie season. I think that we use him on a lot of jet sweeps. I think we bring that back a little bit more this year than we than we saw in 2020. Uh, and also, I wouldn't be surprised to see him in his rookie season be the Rams punt returner. I think that's completely realistic. And you know what? I think he's a good mix between where like a Tavon is and where like a Simba Webster is because Simba does a good job of turning it upfield. Uh, Tavon danced a lot, and I think Tutu will do a good job of being that middle ground there, dancing when you need to to let it let the lanes open up. But once that lane does open, hit it north, dude. Hit it north. Out of all the rookies, who is uh, your biggest underdog slash expected to do good players? I uh, that's all of our quesos. Um, thank you guys, appreciate you. Um, I I really think that uh, Bobby Brown is gonna really come into his own. I I think that he's a little bit of an underrated one. I don't think he's getting as much credit as some of the other guys are right now. Uh, Jacob Harris I like a lot, but I think that it takes a, a good two or three years until we really see him blossom into into what he will be. And then Robert Rochelle, who I think that this year he has the the potential to play so well that Darius Williams, when he kind of what I feel like is inevitably prices himself out of the Rams roster that I feel like uh, I feel like Robert Rochelle will kind of take over that role in 2021. All right, that's our fan case. So thank you guys so much. Make sure you guys drop all of yours. Uh, that is going to wrap it up for me, though. I went a little bit over. I know that most of you guys don't care and you guys are fine with that. But either way, it's hot as heck in this building with uh, these lights and that sun out there. So I need to wrap this bad boy up. Make sure you guys follow Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. That's at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter. Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can follow myself as well at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter. Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. That is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you who are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night.